It's your own, it's your own riff. No, I'm doing the song that you just heard, right? Because a broadcast when we play the intro. The intro oh, song. The, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Our yeah, friends in the band song. that, that yeah. made that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was just doing my rendition of the intro music. I was cool. Gonna, I, I was trying to, you know, figure people out. Thinking, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We're not, they're not in the broadcast. They're still in the intro music, but no, oh, I they can relax see. because yeah. now we are doing the broadcast. We're doing the broadcast, and what is the broadcast for everybody listening for the first time? It's what's staining our teeth purple. What are we drinking? It's sort of now? it's sort of like a weekly review of what we drank the, yeah. the following week. Right. Yeah. You know. Right on, T Bone. And sometimes we each have ten bottles. No, just kidding. Yeah. Well, if you we have, have enough no people over, you do. Yeah. But I'm Scott. This is. Oh, I'm Terry. Hello, everyone. Steve O. Well. Steve Right off the bat, um, the first wine I'd like to talk about was one that we we're going to do if we had more time this week because we're going to do rosés. We didn't. And uh, so, wah, I, wah. Wah. <laughs> yeah. so I just brought it over to uh, whatever, to friend's house, had on a rooftop, Muga Rosé. And um, Muga, we, Muga, Muga. Wow. Now, as we talked about before, you know, for those of us just joining us, if we've had your wine before, whatever varietal, if it's good, we're going to give one of your wines a shot. And uh, one of the it doesn't really matter. Anything by Muga is stellar. Uh, right. and, yeah, and the, the producer again is yeah, Muga. Muga. And from, we from, should from reiterate. We should reiterate. We buy our own wine. We don't get it for free unless anybody wants to send it to us. Contact yeah, us at info it. at threewineguys.com we'll and we'll review your wine. That, that guy Donati. Donati. I mean, I don't sell his wines, but if he wants to listen to, I mean, he wants to sell us, send us some wines, then I'll put a syrup we'll put against it some, some, some other Central Coast wines. But there we go. Um, and a free plug for him. Ka-ching. Anyway, um, so the Muga Rosé. Um, this was a very, very interesting. Uh, we're going to be doing a rosés. And rosés are interesting wines because they're typically, I mean, they're, they're red wines that just basically um, the skins of the wines do not stay in much contact, as much contact as do red wines. Most people think that red wines, the juice is red. Not the case. We talked about this before. It's off-white to kind of blush. Right. Anyway, um, the uh, the three grapes in this wine, interesting enough, the main grape was uh, Grenache or Garnacha. Not there's the there's a white Garnacha grape and there's a red Grenache. This is actually the this is actually red Grenache grape. Um, the other grape is Viora, and uh, Viora is a real popular wine in um, I'm sorry grape in Spain, and um, and then the other grape was Tempranillo. All well, Ooh. the Viore is white grape. The other two were red. So this this wine was uh, very very interesting. Um, it was a really pretty light pink color, delicate in. Was it pretty, Steve-O? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like kind, kind of like your polo. Yes, it is. Thanks. You're sure that is not the yeah. style yeah, of yeah. horse you ride. Right, but <laughs> not, not, the... not for, for, anyway. Um, what was interesting about this rosé is that um, it was uh, very grapefruity. Reminded me of the Sal Blancs that we did, but it was singingly grapefruit, just 
grapefruit uh, throughout with a little bit of tart raspberry. Now, the one reason why I thought you guys might like this, in particular you, Scott, it was that the wine was tart but not acidic. Hmm. It was tart the way a green apple would be but not acidic the way uh, a, a, a lemon that you just cut would be. Right. And that's what's interesting. To me and, and to some people I talk to, people who don't like Sauvignon Blancs or some other real crisp whites is that they'll say, I don't like the acidity. Well, this wine, like I said, it was tart and it was crisp, but it wasn't overly acidic. And it was a very nice wine. This was this is nine bucks. You find this, you'll find this wine for ten dollars. Wow. Um, basically, it was a. I was sitting on top of a summer deck downtown, you know, lakefront, uh, eighty-two degrees, beautiful day. Up on the eighteenth floor. Anyway, um, the, but but this in itself, the Mugarose, uh, interesting blend. This is it was very dry. Very crisp, very refreshing, but very citrusy. It did not have as much fruit as I've, I was expecting from a rosé, but it was a really nice wine. I'm sorry, should I give a grade to this wine? Sure. I give, okay. Um, it was crisp, refreshing, um, really nice wine, but um, because I haven't drunk a lot of Spanish rosés, I guess, uh, like I said, it was surprising to me, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I give it a B. Cool. Oh. For nine dollars, uh, crisp, nine refreshing, bucks, really deal. nice citrusy rosé. Definitely try it. I wish I can go into great detail like Steve I did with the last one, but uh, my first wine is from El Toqui. That's E L, then space T O Q U I. Like El Stevo. Yeah, like El Stevo. Uh, the 2001 vintage of their I'm premier. T O Q U I. T O Q U I. U I. El Toqui. A lot of vowels yeah. there. There's Pokey. people falling off ellipticals now trying to like spell that. Yeah. What? L to what? It's this is about seventeen dollars. Um, one thing nice about it, it had a little smoky flavor to it. Uh, great fruit, uh, good balance. At seventeen dollars, uh, this is one of the best caps I think I've had this year actually. Wow. You, you, but very unique too. Like the last broadcast, I talked about the uh, Chateau Saint Michel, mm-hmm. their um, their cab, and that was a very light in style. This is this is a full body. Uh, it doesn't taste like your your California cabs by no means, which I prefer, for which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. But it had it, it was great value at seventeen dollars, and I would recommend it to all of our listeners. About four thousand four hundred cases. Um, wow, so there's a lot of availability. And the, you know the one thing I was sort of worried about because I saw two thousand one on it. Maybe it's not that readily available, and um, it. They had a little sticker on there saying that it won a, some some tasting in 2006. So it's recently oh, released, wow. I think, if they're going to put that pub, you know, like the little sticker on there yeah. saying that. So, um, yeah, if you can find it, buy it. Um, it, it also goes under the, the name D-E-L Toqui, Del wow. Toqui. So I don't know. I went on, I searched on it on the, on the label. It says just L Toqui. On the back it says Del Toqui. But, what uh, letter grade do you think you give it? I give it, um, I give it a B plus. Wow. And at that price range, it's it, it rivals many cabs that um, for for more. You know? Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you got, homeboy? Hey, uh, Steve has gone again. Yeah, a little quiet here. What should we do to yeah. his uh, drinks while he's gone? Maybe we could do the usual, <laughs> uh, but we won't tell him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first wine is the Elizabeth Spencer uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. This is a 2003. 
I had never had Elizabeth Spencer before, and my uh, one of my brothers did the, you've never had Elizabeth Spencer before? And I hadn't, and I was blown away. And, and what, what really, was the cab, you say? Yeah, completely balanced. Were they from, they from Napa? Or? Yes. Cool. Um, it, 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 to me, drank like, I figured it was a 40 to $60 bottle of wine. And then he sprung it on me that it was about 25 bucks, And I could not believe, and he did the, oh, well, you know, she worked with, uh, I think it was Harlan. Farniente or something. Yeah, and and it was funny because, like, we were talking, like, she and stuff. And if you listen to her last podcast about the uh, Pinot Noirs, um, it's actually two people, Elizabeth and Spencer. So it's actually two. uh, So it's not like a person named Elizabeth Spencer. And, and of course, for the last week I've been saying Elizabeth Spencer. You know her like it's (laughs) a person, which is kind of funny. Uh, That happened with with, uh, Kim Crawford, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Really? And so I'm saying, hey, Kim Crawford's here. I'm like, where is she? And And the guy goes, I'm Kim Crawford. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Insert foot. It... So, so what, what's your next uh, bottle you have? Hey, I didn't even grade it or anything. He comes back from... Oh, I'm just excited to see gotta... Steve-O. Tell nobody me. Knows yeah. Nobody knows. Oh, first yeah. of all, nobody, nobody knows I was gone. Yeah, yeah. We, they did know. Anyhow, I would give this a B plus of 25 bucks. So. It's 25 Now, how avail- available is it to everybody? Available. Uh, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. We have it. It's available. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, Steve. What you got? Um, you guys um, remember our first white burgundy, our burgundy podcast? Not white burgundy, but burgundy. I don't remember Just white though. It was our first burgundy podcast, sure. and it was white burgundy. Do you remember the the wine, the winemaker? That you, you remember it all? White wine? burgundy. White burgundy. What year was that in? Yeah, I don't think we did white burgundy, Steve. White, like white colored burgundy. With, oh, no, I'm sorry, we did Chardonnay. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. the wine, the, your favorite, both your favorite wines was the white burgundy. Oh, the uh, Verger? Yeah. Yeah, the Verger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There we go. So, and that, we you... don't know the term white burgundy and associate with our podcast. <laughs> yeah, Come no on, kidding. Steve, no. We, haven't, we, right, we have not done a white burgundy podcast. But we did do Chardonnay that had a white burgundy. Yes. Right. Semantics. How you doing? Right. How you and, doing? And um, the one that I had... Um, on Tuesday, the, it was uh, from Verger. Let me just say this: uh, Verger. Um, basically, if you're buying a white Verger, you're going to get quality. Um, if you buy 2002 or 2004, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. That's just me. Now, mind you, I've had six different bottles of theirs, and um, I, I I really haven't been disappointed. Um, some bottles were phenomenal, some were good, but uh, I think quality name quality name uh, to, to, to look for when you're buying uh, Burgundy. Um, but if it's 2003, don't buy it because 2000, 2003 sucked. Now, I had uh, Merceau. Merceau's and Burgundy, um, a very pre- prestigious area. They tend to be very rich, full-flavored Burgundies, not your light, crisp, dry, whatever you, you think you're used to. And uh, this was no exception. Um, this was a phenomenal white Burgundy. Um, it had a uh, some almost honeyed, and not in a sweet way, but a slight sort of honeyed bake app, baked apple uh, fruit to it. Had a little bit of grassiness to it, but uh, what I really, really liked is the fact that it had some good oakiness to it and had this wonderful hazelnut finish. It was definitely a medium to full-bodied Chardonnay, and uh, it was uh, 
it was low in acidity, but it was still crisp and full, and it was just it was a phenomenal bottle of wine. Retail wise, for a Verger Merceau, you're going to be looking probably anywhere between thirty to fifty dollars. If you can find one in the thirties, you're laughing. Uh, particularly if you're a Burgundy fan or just a Chardonnay fan in general, because much more complex than you're going to get out of our Californians, typically speaking. And uh, it was just a really, really wonderful wine. And uh, I was really You'll be happy. doing the Burgundian chant, right? Burgundian chant, yeah. <laughs> so, Gurganian, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Greg, the Gregorian? Gregorian. The Gregorian. No, Gregorian. Who's the guy who like, helped people kill themselves? Dr. Kirkcorvian? That was the guy with the Kool-Aid. No, 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 no. The guy, you know, Dr. Yeah, from um, Michigan. Kirkcorvian. Yeah. Kirk, yeah. Oh, I'm right. Kevorkian? Kevorkian. Right. <laughs> right. What did I say? You, you just got, yeah. you missed the... I said Kirkcorvian. Kirkcorvian. Yeah. How the hell do you say that? Well, I don't know. Right. Kevorkian. Just got, yeah. got it. All right. All right. All right. So it's on to me T-bones again, huh? Up. Um, this is a bottle wine, which has got a lot of good press and something I've had before and I was out to dinner uh, the other other last Are week. Are you revisiting a wine? I'm not that that we've mentioned, but it's it's a pretty famous wine too. Okay. And it's a Torbrek from Torbrek yeah. from Australia. They're two thousand now this is what like it was Torbrek. certainly the two thousand three. You had the two thousand three? Yeah. Well you're not you're not gonna find Which it. Which is hard to find but I've had the two thousand four too. Okay, fine. And so it's a, I wanna sort of like contrast the two because I think they both have um Similar similar qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2004, I think, is still maybe a little young. Yeah. 2003 has a lot of good fruit mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of good spice, a lot of a really strong blackberry finish on it. Now, the 2004 I've had, it's almost the opposite, where spice comes out more so than the fruit. I see. So I'm thinking maybe with time that that fruit's going to mature. Well, I mean, some people argue 2004 is a better finish than 03, but, you know. Yeah, but but then again too, I think you have to with most Shiraz, you have to wait a little uh, bit. We, we, drink we drink them way too young. We drink right. them way too young. Um, it's about sixteen dollars a bottle, readily available. Uh, strongly recommend it. Wow. Quick zip. You give it a grade wise. I would actually because I've purchased it, I would give it a probably a B B plus. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, what? A, I'm sorry, I missed something. What about the wine is, you know, uh, oh, what do you what do you like? What's what's good about the wine? I mean, what, what I like a lot about it, now the, the 2003, what I liked the most about it was its complexity. Uh, it had a lot of uh, a lot of like earthiness to it, like I think typical of of, of an Australian Shiraz. Um, a lot of spice as well, but the fruit was what I liked most about the the, the younger one. That blackberry was really sort of um, underlying tone. And then a little bit of like of a coffee finish to it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It was really good. Really, wow, this nice. real uniqueness to it. Was it was it worth the money in the restaurant? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thirty-five dollars. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. Okay. Good. The fact is, most restaurants, if you can buy a bottle for thirty-five dollars of Shiraz, are you going to get a woodcutter Shiraz or a Torbrek? Yeah. You I, never um, know. Yeah, you don't know. But I'd recommend it. it, it my recommendation: buy this store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. All right. Nice. Um, this is actually another one I had. Uh, actually, this is past Friday when I had uh, both my brothers over. We had followed up the Elizabeth Spencer with the uh, Forts de la Tour, which is the uh, second growth Forts of de la Tour. Uh, second growth of Chateau la Tour, which is probably, arguably, one of the best 
uh, Bordeaux's in France. Was well, their... it? Yeah. Our most famous. What are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Chateau Latour. I well, mean, I mean, you got Chateau Lafitte. It's and a then first you got, growth. Um, yeah, that's it's a first growth. That's all you need to fucking say. Yeah. Unless you're not familiar with what a first growth means. This is. Because, by the way, we will not be doing a first growth <laughs> right now. No. We won't be doing a first growth. We, won't, we can't yeah. afford first growth. Yeah. So, well, with yeah. this, this is, a, uh, what would you say, a second growth? It's, it's, yeah. it's our second um, growth. It's, it's, it's our first growth, second label. Second it label. It's not second growth. And it is still, this is a 2001, I I want to say I picked it up about six months ago. 2000 was considered an A or an A minus vintage. 2001 was considered about like a B. Yeah, or even C plus and some, yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah. not the best vintage, but... I got it dirt cheap. I got it for uh, it, it was under under fifty bucks, and for a second label for a Chateau Latour, it's it's it was a pretty good deal when I did get it. Maybe. Um, what, what would you think it goes for? Fifty I, bucks. Yeah, I, it was it was in the forties when I picked it up. Good. Does it have any mentioning of Latour on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Fort de la Tour. It says Fort de la Tour. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the Fort of de la Tour. But I mean, it's no, got the little no, castle. It's, it's, on it's like, it's like, uh, Mut, um, oh crap. Mouton's got, um, not Mouton, damn it. Lafitte. Uh, oh, no, Lafitte no, no, has. No, 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 no. Margot's second label is Pavilion de la, de la Rouge. Um, it's, it looks just like Chateau Margot, but right. it just says Pavilion Rouge on it. Right, but the, the, the forts, though, uh, check out our blog on uh, threewineguys.com, our actual website, and uh, we'll have the links to everything. And uh, I'm sure you still can find this on WineZap or uh, winesearcher.com, which are two great sites. Uh, but this, this for, and my brothers will back me up on this, this was the wine of the night compared to the Elizabeth Spencer, as much as I raved about it, this is the one that, Everyone's like, "Wow, this is great!" And this is like, was Keith, it really balanced? Is that what? Is it like really very French tasting, very Bordeaux style? French tasting, teeth staining purple. I mean, it was. Was just it like, bold or was it very elegant? It it was elegant. I mean, it was for the price of it. If you didn't know better, we're saying like teeth staining to me. When I think of teeth staining, I think of the uh, LA Zinfandel. I don't think about Bordeaux. The, I'm telling you, it was our big, teeth though. were. It was so big, our teeth. Oh, were so purple. it was chewy. It was chewy and tannic and dense. Teeth staining. So I mean, it was one so it was of those. So a dense wine. Yeah, it, it's a. It's a. That's that's not typical Bordeaux's because they, you know, they're low in alcohol. You know. It was. I want to say it was like 13.5 percent alcohol uh, was the volume on it, but it just to me when you drink a good Bordeaux, anybody that's had a good Bordeaux, it's something you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the balance, and I don't know what it is with Bordeaux, but for me, my teeth just absorb it purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, where it's like we walked back into the kitchen, and my wife and my brother's wives are like, oh. Mm. You know, where it's like, hey, 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 hey. It's all teeth. good, baby. Yeah. You know, you, so, anyhow, that you, one. You just, you just went four rounds with Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I gave that one, even though it's an off vintage, the price I got for it, if you can find it, and it's, you know, in that $40 range, you know, I gave that an A, but, you know, if you're paying 50 bucks, I give it a B plus. Gotcha. All right, back to me then, huh? Oh, back to Steve-O. Steve-O. Steve-O, that's right. Y'all to him, baby. Um, yeah, it was my sister's fourth birthday the other night, and um, so... I was asked to pick up some wine for the night, which didn't really matter because by the time I showed up, 
my sister and my mom already been in drinking the, a bunch of wine. In the bag. And they were <laughs> pounding um, a box of Delicato. Wow, Pinot nice. Grigio. And I show up with my bottle, and it's like, you know, I'm at, you know, whatever. I might as well have brought two boyfriends with me. It didn't, but you know, it didn't matter. It was regardless. Yeah. It was, it was just worthless. So anyway, um, I'm like, well, I got a bottle of wine. Like, oh, don't worry about it. We got wine open. <laughs> it's not like we got wine Our open. Our box is open 24-7, yeah, baby. So I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, shoot me up. So I had the Delicato Pinot Grigio. And... um. Well, all I got to say is this. Uh, look, if you're buying boxed wine, if you're listening to us, and you need have an occasion where you need to buy boxed wine, Delicato is going to do the job. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to embarrass you. People who like this, wine will know it's actually wine, and it's okay. All right. This just like is sort of blowing me away, but you know what's sort of cool about it? No one else is going to say buy a freaking box of wine. Nobody yeah. is going to tell uh, you that I, except for I, the Stevo, and that's why we're here right now. Uh, I'm saying, look, I'm going for Verge. I'm going for a Verge, Merceau, uh, Lafitte, the Terroir, until, and right down to fucking Delicato. That's what I like about <laughs> fucking Stevo. That's why people like me, because I'll raise it up and I'll drop that fucking hammer and bring it right yeah. down to the fucking bottom. Enjoy the ride. Anyway, but my point was this, is that, anyway, so they got Delicato, and I'm like, well, Christ. Okay, fine. And then I see my, you know, my brother-in-law pounding, you know. He's shimmying up. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get him the good stuff that I brought. So I'm like, fine, I'll, you know, kind of just enjoy with everybody else. I was like, ah, you know, it's fine. It was light, it was fruity, it was crisp, it was semi-enjoyable, and it was cold. So what are you going to do? My whole point is this, um... There's times when you need you're, you got to buy boxed wine. Sometimes you're in a situation where you can't get good wine either. Hey, boxed wine, I'll throw up the, uh, uh, what is it, the Rosemont Rosema Shiraz. No, Hardy's. Hardy's Shiraz. That's what you like, yeah. The Hardy's Shiraz, I'll throw that up against any boxed wine. Oh, well, and, and, and I don't disagree. All I'm saying is this, is that um, they had Franzia and they had Delicato. They had a Franzia something white, and it was awful. And the Delicato Pinot Grigio was entirely be drinkable. So all I'm going to say is I give it a C plus on the fact that, um, like I said, it was definitely, uh, it was enjoyable. Um, if I was at a party and that's all they had, I probably, I would have tied one on and had a good time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, so we're moving on to me. I don't know. I think we're done. Well, wait, yeah. wait, wait. What rating did you give the box? Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a C. C so plus. All right. All right, the last one I have yeah. is uh, 2004 from Santa Julia, like Santa Claus. Santa Julia. Santa mm-hmm. Julia. Um, this is a 2004 Malbec Reserva. Wow. Yeah, from Mendoza. I think I got a bottle of that in the cellar. I'm not even kidding. Well, it's funny because I asked Steve about it because I got it from um, not from his uh, place yeah. of work, and he said, uh, "I have their, I have their." Non-reserve wines. Non-reserve wines. So he's like, well, how much is there? Res-? He's like, how much is the reserve? And you're thinking, um, when you so realize you're like buying 30, anything, 30, hit, 40 bucks. No, it was yeah. it was like it was like you know like ten dollars, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah, the San Julian Merlot that I know we sell, and they and uh, and a Chardonnay, they're like five ninety nine or six ninety nine. So I guess when you double yeah. it up, it is reserve. Yeah, it's reserve. Does does, uh, does does Franzia have a reserve? I don't know. How about Delicato? Because yeah. if Delicato, Delicato had a reserve box, I'd buy it. Yeah. 
Well, the one thing really good about this wine, it's just, I was drinking it with my wife, and I just kept going back, I kept on saying, it's so drinkable. And there's some wines you can get where... It's kind of like the McMurray. Very much so. Where it's got a lot of, it's got good balance at that price. Not, not, nothing stellar, but just it, very and, drinkable. And it's and, not, and, and it's not grape juice, so either. And the McMurray is a reference to our uh, podcast oh, the, that we uh, discovered, the Pinot Noir right. Sonoma Coast. The, the Sonoma Coast uh, Pinot Noir and McMurray, yeah. which was great. And um, but this one, I just kept going back to, and I kept on telling her, I'm like, it's so drinkable. It's, it's, it was. You just kept going back, and you could drink as much as of, of, of it as you wanted. And it, so it's it wasn't, dangerous. A little bit, but it wasn't overly acidic. It wasn't overly tannic. It wasn't overly. Um, the, it was just it had a good balance. Welsh's with a buzz. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it was light. Yeah, a little bit of spice on the end of it. Um, little little clove. Little you know. The typical, typical, your typical Malbec or your typical Malbec flavors, not overbearing. Um, it was great, you know, for that price. I wish I bought more of it. Uh, unfortunately, I have to drive about well, 30 minutes away to buy more of it, mm-hmm. but I think I will though. And I'll look for try. it. How much? And, for how much you got for 12.99? I, you know, what? I want to say this one was about 11 dollars. 10.99. Yeah. Because for 12.99, I'd be buying the Lucky Country Shiraz Cab. I've had that before. Yeah, of course you did. I told you to buy Lucky it. Lucky Country, uh, the, the Shiraz. Yeah. Not the cab. Um, no, no, the Shir- it was Shiraz cab. Oh, it, that's right. Shiraz cab. It was, it this confessed. one, okay, for as good as that is, I, I, I've, I've mentioned that in the previous, what, couple oh, broadcasts ago? Yeah. That is, that's from Two Hands, uh, about $9 a bottle. That's hands down, that's hands down one of the best bottles you can get under $10. (laughs) Two Hands, but from Two Hands Shiraz, or from Two Hands uh, in Australia, they don't make anything below $25, right? Oh, they got some good stuff. We had the Stella's Garden, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're talking expensive bottles. So this is coming from one of the greatest producers from Australia. Now, Santa Julia, on the other hand, is coming from probably one of the most mass-produced uh, wines from Argentina. So, Argentina. Argent- I said Argentina, Argentina. didn't I? Yeah. Well, look, look. Hey, I like getting my own flavor, but the, but the hands down, this one, um, light, uh, drinkable, light and enjoyable. Look, and I'm enjoyable. Buy it. And, I can find it, I'm going to buy it. I got buy it. Oh, what, oh, what grade wise you get? B. B. Solid B. Yeah, because I've had so many things worse than that. I've had very few things better than that. So, B. I got one more, and it's revisiting. Help me with the pronunciation, Steve. Well, first of all, here's the other thing as well. Um, And the last thing I want to say is this. Just, uh, we might drink one of your wines, and what we'll do is from time to time, we'll revisit it. Say, hey, what's going on uh, a year later, six months later, what have you, and just see if you know if we still feel as strong as we did or as poorly as we did. So again, because we drink a lot, don't think because we snub you that you're gonna you're always gonna be snubbed. Because you know what, you might you you might be uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking revisited? for? Revisited. Revisited. Exactly. <laughs> but um, when we did uh, Burgundy, um, we did the Burgundy Pinots. Uh, two of the wines that we that we drunk were from uh, the winemaker uh, Domaine. They were. Prince Florent de Marode. And um, we did Le Dois and we did the Pomard. The Le Dois I had with my brother a couple weeks ago. And Hands I think down, I, one of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we, awesome. we drank this last Friday, uh, my brother and I. This is actually before my other brother got over. The Pomard, um, that is. We yeah. had the Pomard. And it, again, I wasn't as good as the Le Dois, but it was, I think it was like 
up there with all the other wines we drank. You compare this, to, compare this to the Radio Coteau. Fucking forget about it. Yeah. And how much? I mean, look at this. I'm drinking it. I'm 40. Oh, no. This was 40, and this is 40 plus. It was really good to drink it again. And uh, we had had this, what, about two, three months back. And I actually, I forgot that we even had it. We are going through them. My brother saw Pomar, and he's like, I've been to Pomar, and I love Pomar. And so he cracked it open, and it was like, wow, this is, you know, it's, when you forget you've had some, I mean, when you drink as many different wines and varietals that we do, it was one of those, we got into it, and we're like, this is a really great burgundy. And uh, and we had had the uh, Le Doit before, but this was this is it was it's a really nice for, and and nice isn't even doing it justice. It, it's a, it's a great burgundy for under fifty bucks. Huh. So. Um, what, look, you just you just drank you know five different burgundies tonight. I'm sorry, Pinot Noirs. That Pomard. What separated that? What about that wine? Puts it up above. What what puts up? What puts it up a notch me, above? With me, it is balance, balance, balance. This there wasn't wasn't tart, it wasn't too smoky, it wasn't, it was just it elegant. That, it had the, did that curse come through a lot again? It, 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 it was elegant, balance, and just so, like, I mean, it was a meal in itself, it's appetizing. You could just sit there and drink it and not say, well, we need a snack or we need this. I mean, we were drinking it and it was just, that's all we were focused on. It was that good. Huh. And call me lack of eloquent descriptors or whatever, but it was just one of those wines where when you when it's good, that's all you think of is the wine itself. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that that that's it, it. It was a great wine though. So, and it, hopefully this will entice you if you haven't heard our uh, Burgundy uh, podcast. Uh, go back, check it out, and uh, it, it was good though. So. Wrap it up, guys. Uh, That's it. Hey, questions, okay. comments, yeah. info at threewineguys.com. We're going to be doing another Q&A soon, so get those questions in. Yeah, I guess that's it. I was going to say, which one would, which one would you recommend out of all of them that you, we talked about tonight? What's the most go-to that you want to recommend everybody? For me, it would be the Elizabeth Spencer, the fact that it's under uh, 30 bucks and it's a current cab. But that's just for me. Oh, right. Gotcha. Okay. So, but for you guys, you, what's yours, Steve? Out of my three, what, what, or what are your three? What do you think? I don't know the the, the, the delicato, delicato box. Yeah, the the delicato pinot grigio box. Um, only because you know I like to say the word box um, when I'm not talking about actually having to fight somebody. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, of course not. Anyway, um, well, look, the one I. I no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to drink one of the wines we just drank previously. Um, I go the Wild Hog. Oh, the Wild Hog. Yeah, <laughs> which, 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 I mean, and that's, the a, reference, is a, that's the, a reference back to the. Yeah, uh, yeah. It might be back to our Sonoma uh, Coast, or it might be a future reference because right? we don't know where who this show's gonna yeah, wind up. Yeah, but. yeah. But anyway, the Mugarze was nice. The Verger, you're not gonna be able to buy anymore. The Delicado, the the Delicado box. Um, unless you're at a wedding in, um, you know, Sheboygan, then you're not probably going to need any. And for me, it's the El, the, the El Toqui, the uh, 2001, uh, the Cabernet Premier. And if you can find it, it's Cab Sauvignon. Uh, if you can find it, it's from Chile. Buy it, it's 17 bucks. Hey, if you like and us, Steve-O, I'm gonna punch in the face next. So let's get moving. If on. you like us, go to threewineguys.com. Check our site out. 
definitely, uh, we got links for uh, Podcast Alley. Vote for us each month. We oh, it's appreciate on. the votes. And uh, I'm going to have to separate these two kids. So uh, keep those questions coming in. For Terry, why are you keep saying Toki so loud? I mean, yeah, that yeah, high bitch really voice. All right. All We're out. Have a good night. Employco presents Great Moments in Freedom. Paul, it's almost midnight. I know, Muffy, but the boys in the shop want me to get a new health insurance plan with better rates. Oh. I think I heard them talking about throwing me into the harbor yesterday. Yeah. And that 401k plan is no picnic in the Glen, you know. But the redcoats are coming and you've got to warn the other colonists. Please hurry. But the tax forms, the king's people have been on my back for weeks. My midnight ride will have to wait. Now, dearie, go saddle up your horse. I'll just call those patriots over at Employco in the morning. They handle employee benefits, human resources, health insurance for any size shop so you can do what you do best. Right, and Poico it is. What a great moment in freedom. You didn't happen to see how many lanterns were in the church tower, did you? Oh, my word, can you believe our country's fate is resting on this man's shoulders? Well, I'm off, dearie. Don't forget to call me Poico. The Red Goats are coming. The Red Goats are coming. Great moments in freedom from Employco. Call us at 800-459-9800 and give yourself the freedom to succeed. Call 800-459-9800 or visit Employco.com.